Good morning, you guys. Welcome to another episode of Constance the Podcast. I'm your host, Constance Innan. Probably shouldn't have started off saying good morning. I don't know when y'all are going to see this, but I'm filming at 10 in the morning, 1030 on a Sunday. I think this is a huge achievement for me. I'm usually a middle of the day, end of the day potter. We got up early. We're getting it done. I forgot to announce the most important thing about this show. If you're new here, this is a daily show. Meaning new episodes drop every single day. And if you're listening in on podcast streaming platforms, you can head on over to YouTube, search for Constance the Podcast, and there you can watch your girl. Because this is a visual show. Those are all the housekeeping things that need to be got out the way, right? I think today we're going backwards. We start with an advice column submission. We're starting with the Dear Constance segment. This is the segment dedicated to me giving you guys advice because you fucking need it. Okay, if you need advice, give me a call, 240-587-3186. You can also click the link down below in the description box or my Instagram bio at Constance the Pod. That will take you to my advice column, and there you can leave an anonymous submission. All submissions will be addressed here on this podcast. If you leave a voicemail, I'll play it here on the pod. If you leave a written submission, I'll read it here on the pod, and then I'll give you your fucking advice. Today's advice column submission reads, hey, Constance, if you got a group of girl, if you got a group of friends you're always hanging with, like everyone knows you for hanging with them, but you also have another group of friends you hang with. You ever think it's a good idea to combine the two or keep them separate? Sometimes I feel like I want to be around both. But, you know, some people weird and not open to new people. You ever think you can you can combine the two or leave them separate? I mean, I haven't had a friend group since high school. In high school, I did do my best to combine them. And I think as far as combining them, just asking if they would be down to do the same thing, that way you wouldn't have to do too much, like hanging out with people separately. Um, For the most part, they were down to click it, like hang together. But I know one of my groups of friends didn't really care for the other group of friends. And I think that eventually it just ended up, not I ended up keeping them separate all in all I think it depends on the people I don't want to make no generalizations I think all you need to do is just ask both of your friend groups because they're your friends they know that the others exist just ask them if they're cool with hanging out and then set up one day to get everybody together and see how it works out I think it depends on the people in the group and seeing if they mesh well um yeah if they don't mesh well keep them separate if they do mesh well you can you can combine them so ever so often depending on the move you know what I'm saying I wouldn't make it one friend group but if you want to hang out with them together at once I think that that's something you can do yeah I don't know at this point in my life I don't really do the friend groups I talked about it before I keep my circle small and just stick with that because friend groups don't work for me as you stated some people don't be liking people some people don't get along I just don't have the time and yeah, I really only thought to combine them to make it easier for me because I hated like feeling like I had to split my time amongst two different groups. So I was like, let me just go ahead and try to combine them. So I think it is possible to combine them. It just depends on the people in the group and if they're down to, you know, if they all mesh well. That's really all it boils down to. So go ahead and give it a shot. And when you give it a shot, you can come back and be like, Constance, so I did it and it worked out or it didn't work out. I feel like friend groups are so just, I don't know. They just never worked for me. I'm sure they work for people. I see people rolling deep, so I don't want to make any crazy generalizations, but I'm like, it's so hard to keep, for me, an active group of friends. Because every time I've tried, it just, I had said I did it in high school. Even in college, I had two friend groups, and it just didn't, they just didn't mesh well. I mean, you could, you could, it just, you could hang out with them at once from time to time, but for the most part, it was just like, there's a reason that, them two groups of friends wasn't friends already you know what I'm saying it just didn't it, it it didn't work out for me in that sense so let me make sure I address your question yeah just go ahead and give it a shot 
So that is today's advice column submission. If you guys need advice, again, give me a call, 240-587-3186. All the instructions for, you know, tapping into the advice column is linked down below in the description box as well. Let's get into the book, Raunchy, you guys, by T. Styles. This is my latest read. It is an urban ghetto fiction book, and it is fucking raunchy as hell. Um, I actually took notes because I'm like, I read so much last night. I was like, I don't want to forget anything. So I really don't remember where I left off with y'all yesterday, but... Jace is the guy that Harmony has a crush on and that Harmony likes that Harmony is dating at this moment, right? Now, I don't know if I mentioned to y'all, but Jace runs, he has his own operation. The nigga is a drug dealer. He's in the game too. He got he has his own shit. As a matter of fact, the book is written from Callie's perspective, or excuse me, it's written from Harmony's perspective and Jace's perspective. You get a couple different people's perspectives throughout the book, but those are the two main characters. And so just so that you guys know, um, Jace is low-key on the run. Like, somebody is out to get him. Backstory on that, Jace's dad is Rick. Rick is a big drug dealer. And on top of that, the nigga loves to gamble. So all of the dads around the way would get together and gamble. Now, this guy massive gambled with Rick, and he owed Rick some money. Um, it took him a while to pay Rick back, and Rick wanted to keep his street cred. So he was like, I mean, yeah, just because you pay me back, I can't let you go because it took way too long for you to pay me back. So Rick was like, all right, I'm going to act cool. I'm going to act like everything's okay. And then when the time comes, I'm going to let this nigga know. Next time, give me my money on time. So um, it's Massive's daughter's high school graduation. And this was months or years after he had already paid back Rick. When the daughter's walking across the stage with her diploma, Rick hired some men to gun her ass down and kill her in front of everybody and that was his payback for getting paid late so he thought shit was gonna be sweet massive was like nigga fuck you i'm about to seek revenge on your seed so since you killed mine your your kid is is how the fuck i'm gonna get revenge back so that is when rick moves jace out to dc far away from everybody so that massive doesn't have the opportunity to kill him and now that jace is older Massive is on the lookout for him, right? Okay, so Jace is on the run. But nobody knows what's going on. Like, nobody knows that the nigga is on the run or that he's in hiding, let me say. He just has this um, target on his back. Okay, so Jace and Harmony are on a date. They on a little fake date. They go to McDonald's or whatever. And at the McDonald's, a limo pulls up and asks for directions. And so Harmony directs the nigga and... um they the harmony directs the nigga in the limo and then they end up harmony and jace end up going to a hotel for their date or whatever to end their date to fuck whatever whatever so they in the hotel they fucking um i don't know if i y'all recall but harmony was burning she had something going on like her vagina was burning so she's fucking the nigga jace and jace start burning so they get into a huge uh, argument because it's like nigga who the fuck started the burn now jace knows he probably got it from Harmony, but Harmony's trying to flip the script. Like, nigga, I got it from you. Because at the end of the day, both of them been cheating. And Harmony was just trying to flip the script so she didn't get caught. But it was Harmony that was burning first. Anyways, so in the midst of them, you know, going back and forth and arguing, that's when the hotel door is busted down. It's the nigga that was in the limo outside of the McDonald's that asked for directions. And he beats their asses, tied them up, and put them in the motherfucking back of the trunk. So they have been kidnapped. Jason Harmony have been kidnapped, right? So they riding in a trunk. When Harmony gains consciousness, she remembers that her dad taught her at a point in time, if you ever get kidnapped, try to get something through the keyhole in the back of the trunk to let the other drivers know that, you know, there's somebody back here. And so she just struggled to do that. As she's struggling to break free to get something through the uh, 
keyhole, she starts to realize that they're taking more turns than usual and the roads are getting less bumpy. So she's, you know, putting together that, okay, we're in a residential zone. Oh my God, we're probably going to end up at the place that they want to keep us and torture us and keep us hostage. So she starts to think quick and she's like making as much noise as she's making, doing whatever she can do to fucking get, not making as much noise as she can make, but she's doing whatever she can do to get out or to, you know, show that there's the keyhole or whatever. So every time they hit a bumpy road, she makes a banging noise to try to break out of the trunk. Anyways, um, she hears police sirens. So she's like, okay, she really needs to take advantage of this. So she starts making noise. That's when the nigga that's driving the car is like, what the fuck? And he comes out to try to shut her ass up. Then she hears that the police has stopped him and is talking to him. So she's like, all right, I really got to make noise. So she's making noise. And the police are like, what's in the trunk? And the nigga is like being hostile, not trying to let them in the trunk. You know, shooting happens. There's a shooting, a shootout or whatever between the nigga that kidnapped them and the cop. And um, the trunk is then opened by the cop and Harmony and Jace are transported to the hospital. Okay. You would think that's the end, right, honey? That is not the end. So now they're at the hospital. Harmony cannot see Jace. She hasn't had the opportunity to talk to Jace. But um, Callie, which is the crazy nigga, which is the nigga that she also grew up with. So they all been friends since they was kids. Callie, Jace, and Harmony, they've been friends. Callie is like, okay, I'm going to just make sure you get home safe. So Callie escorts Harmony home and he wants to stay with Harmony for a little bit. Make sure she's good. Make sure she's taking a shower. Make sure she's in bed. This nigga has the hots for Harmony. He been having the hots for Harmony since they was kids, but he never spoke on anything because, I mean, he saw that she was interested in Jace, but he was really fucking with Harmony. So um, they end up just talking and they end up fucking, right? They, that shit was so fucking weird. He asked to fuck her in the ass, but before he fucked her in the ass, he stuck his hand in her ass, like stuck his finger in her ass and sucked it and asked her if she had taken a shit like today. And she was like, yeah, she had already taken a shit. And he was sad about that. But y'all remember they had said that the nigga enjoyed eating human feces. Like that nigga is so weird. I don't even know why she was fucking the nigga. Anyways, so that happens. Callie and Harmony fuck. Mind you, she already been fucking Paco. She already been fucking Krishan. And she already been fucking Jace. She done fucked everybody in the group. This is all Jace's friends. Okay. So the scene cuts after the whole sex scene, the anal sex scene. And um, Harmony is at a party with Constance and Trip. And everybody is like kind of burning. Like everybody's saying that they itching, that they burning, they coochie hurt, shit like that. Deep down, Harmony knows she the one that's spreading it because she done fucked everybody, nigga. <clears throat> but she don't say anything, right? So uh, they're at this girl Ebony's house. And Harmony hates Ebony, but she don't really have a reason to hate Ebony. She just hates Ebony, I think, because Ebony has her dad in her life. And Harmony don't have her dad in her life. And it just makes her jealous because she feels like she could have had what Ebony would have had. Right? So she makes this plan to, like, go steal shit from Ebony. Steal some earrings. There was, like, some gold hoops that say princess on them. And... Harmony wanted to steal him. So Harmony goes into, first Harmony goes into the bathroom because her coochie is itching so bad. She grabs a wash rag. She's sitting on the edge of the toilet and she's just like trying to compress the itchiness. After that, she then um, goes to, excuse me. After that, she then goes to Ebony's room to steal. So she starts looking for shit, earrings, money, whatever. She finds money, $500 in an envelope. She finds the earrings and she leaves out. She gets caught leaving out by her friend Trip, And so she makes up 
a lie as to why she was up there. And then she goes and she tells Ebony that Trip was up there stealing just in case Trip wanted her to tell her that she was stealing. Okay, my dog is barking, which means we're going to put a pause on this so I can tell him to shut up. We're going to come back. So we run in a brief intermission. We're going to come back. We're going to finish a little bit more. I have a few more things to say and then we can get into the show. There's so much stuff that's happening in this book that it's like, what the fuck? Okay, run the brief intermission. If you're still here, that means you fuck with today's episode. So if you need advice, call in, all right? 240-587-3186. Call in, leave me a voicemail, and I'll address it in the next episode. Again, the number is 240-587-3186. Before we get back into the episode, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you are watching this on YouTube. And if you're tuned in on podcast streaming platforms, make sure you leave a review and a rating. All right, let's head back into today's episode. All right, you guys, we are back. So let's cut from the scene. They was at the party, right? Everybody was burning. We cut to the scene now. Jace, we back to Jace's life, and Jace goes to stay with his dad, Rick, to help learn more about the whole organization so that he can come back into D.C. and do better. So he goes to L.A. for a little bit, stays with his dad. When he's staying with his dad, he gets his first kill, which is just a random bitch that his dad was fucking on, like tricking on, like a prostitute, just a random prostitute. Uh, Jace's dad is like, this is gonna be your first kill to learn how to kill. Just crazy ass shit. Just learning how to, just learning how to tie loose ends, and again, learn shit that he can bring back to his organization in DC. And then he also gets like some security because Rick knows that Jace is, you know, has a target on his back. So he sends Jace back to DC with security and more knowledge as far as running the organization. So when Jace gets back, Harmony is pregnant and. Harmony is burning, but at this point, everybody's burning. So everybody's already starting to talk and say that Harmony's the one that spread it because everybody know they've been fucking Harmony on the low. And anybody that had tea knew that Harmony had been fucking with a lot of people. So everybody just know Harmony is burning. So they call her Harmony Miss Burning, Loose Pussy, all a bunch of shit. They just know a whole bunch of shit about her. And again, like I said, she pregnant. Child, she want to be pregnant by Jace, but she's really pregnant by Callie because Jace never busted the night that they was fucking because remember, they got kidnapped. And when they got kid before they got kidnapped, um, both they asses was burning so nobody <laughs> nobody ended up finishing um so Callie is the one who impregnated Harmony Callie knows that he impregnated Harmony and Callie is crazy so Callie starts like roughing her up like because Harmony is still drinking mind you y'all know Harmony is an alcoholic so Harmony is still drinking and um Callie is upset about that so he's like stop drinking he's just like roughing her up and becoming really obsessive but she's trying to let Callie know like look nigga yeah we fuck on the low but I'm still fucking with Jace Callie's like nigga Jace don't want you and Callie went and told Jace a whole bunch of lies about Harmony it really wasn't lies but kind of lies basically like Harmony was fucking niggas in Maryland she really wasn't fucking niggas in Maryland she was fucking niggas in DC but at the end of the day Callie had just made some shit up. So uh, Harmony has the opportunity to see Jace, right? So when she sees Jace, she tries to talk to Jace, but Jace is like, no, girl, you had me burning. And on top of that, you pregnant by somebody else. So that's when Harmony is like upset about the fact that Jace knows some tea, well, fake tea, because it ain't all the way true, but it's supposed to be true anyways. So she goes and she confronts Callie and Callie is with Paco and all the other niggas from the group. And he pretty much embarrasses her. Like Callie is really crazy. So she tries to like check him. And that's when Callie grabs her by the neck in the middle of the street. And it's like, look, bitch, I will fucking kill you. So you better do everything I say. So she was scared. I mean, I'll be scared too. The way they done, they done talked about Callie. I wouldn't, I would listen to what the fuck the nigga said too. So he was like, you can't move. You have to stay right here. So she's standing right there and she's scared to move. 
every time she makes any movements, he looks at her with like a death stare, like, bitch, I will kill you. And so there comes to a point in time where Harmony has to pee really fucking bad. And she's like, Callie, I need to pee. And he's like, bitch, go ahead and pee right where the fuck you at in the middle of the street. She tried to go to a bush and he was like, I didn't tell your ass to move. You better do it right there in the street. So she ends up peeing in the street. Everybody's laughing at her. Jace pulls up. Jace sees it. Jace is mad. Even though he's not really fucking with Harmony, he still didn't like what the fuck happened to her in that time so he goes off on Callie and them he takes Harmony and Harmony and her, Harmony and Jace are in the back of a car right <clears throat> they drive into he said he was going to take Harmony home after that whole peeing in the street shit so Harmony is nice because she think okay maybe this may be getting back together but that's when Jace tells her like you ain't never going to be wife and material you a hoe you raunchy you dirty and bitch you burning and so that's pretty much where I left that that shit is so sad Honestly, when I read this book, it takes me back to I talked to y'all about my whole face. It really takes me back to that point. And it makes me so queasy and it just makes me feel bad. And it's like I just see that Harmony is just looking for love. She's hurt, right? And so she's fucking to cope with that. She's also learned over her years, because y'all know she was getting molested. She had house she also learned over the years that like in order to have people treat you better or um to get what you want, you have to fuck and so she just uses sex as a means to live a better life and it's also so sad because it was just first of all I wasn't hoeing like Harmony was home but I'm just saying it just took me back to like wanting to feel loved and seeking validation from others and so I was looking for validation in all the wrong places in the name of love but really it was just validation that I wanted it was really attention that I wanted and you can see that that's what Harmony wants she really just wants to be loved she just wants attention her life been fucked from the beginning it's also really sad to me because you can see that it's like generational curses being passed on from generation to generation her grandma was a hoe her mom was a hoe and now she is a hoe and she's learned all this stuff from her mom who learned it from her grandma and nobody had it in them to break the cycle and it was so it's honestly so sad because like harmony is just a product of her environment people always talk about being a product of your environment and how you shouldn't allow yourself to be a product of your environment and so I sit and I read this and it just makes my heart break because it's like when did harmony ever have the chance to do better at a point in time she had a discussion with a teacher and the teacher was like harmony I can help you and harmony was like no you can't fucking help me because um, I've been getting raped and I've just been going through shit and my life is already fucked. There's nothing that you can do to make me feel better or be better. And so the one chance that she had at help, she declined because she really thought she, that she didn't have a chance. And so it's just becoming more apparent to me that like your environment and where you grow up and your family can really shape and shift who you are, but you don't need to let that define you. But there are some people that have it so bad that they don't even know what to do other than let it define them. Like this book is just, I go through the motions every time I read it to the point where I'll read and I'll be like, okay, I have to really take a second to just breathe and get my mind right. Because it just makes me feel a lot of things. And it's just so, it's so crazy too. Like the fact that she's burning, like I don't even think that like having the STD is what made her dirty. It's the fact that she knew that she was burning and she was still running around fucking people. And what's also sad is I know that a lot of people neglect going to get checked sexually that's why when I when I got my STD test I was telling you guys which by the way if you're in the Alexandria Virginia area you can go get t you can go get tested for free I believe it's every Wednesday eight to four at the South County building you guys got to go look up where you can get free STD tests because I know that first of all growing up I was never told by my parents to go get tested that was something I learned over the years from TV and school and I mean, you just need to know what's going on with your body and you shouldn't be ignoring what's going on with your body. She's saying her pussy is itching and she's just letting it itch and itch and itch and discharges looking all different types of colors. Like, this shit is real. And I think it's just important that people are proactive in their sex lives, especially if you're fucking... Like, I didn't even really go get tested until I was... I think I didn't get tested until I was, like, 21, but I've been fucking since I was 16. Like, by God's grace, I don't have anything, but there's just so much... 
I think people just neglect to do the important things when it comes to taking care of their bodies. And you only know what you know, right? And so if you don't know, you don't do it. And at the time, I didn't know, nor did I think it was important because I didn't notice anything going on in my body. But then there are certain times where, like, the symptoms don't come up. I don't know. It's just a lot going on. Like, everybody go get checked and make sure you're not passing shit on to people and make sure that you aren't looking for love and validation in all the wrong places and opening up your body to people in the sake of love and wanting love and wanting to feel attention and shit like that because I have been there and when I read about harmony it just makes me so I want to use the word sick mostly because it just takes me back to a time that I just didn't love myself and my actions were evident in that um Jay said to Harmony, she ain't have no self-respect. And that shit just hit. Because I remember there was a point in time, I ain't have no self-respect. I don't even want to go into it. We got to get into the bowl. It's so much going on with this book. It's so, I mean, not with this book. Well, yeah, it's so much going on with this book. I don't even know where to start and where to go. We probably going to have to do a long-ass talk at the end of the book. So let's get into word association, okay? Somebody, do the honors. Actually, I'll just do them. Let's get into it. Mm, mm. Let's get into it. Uh, let's get into it. Mm, mm. And to the damn booty. Hey, let's get into it. Mm, mm. Let's get into it, y'all. Let's get into it. Mm, mm. And to the damn booty. Um, I was talking to a friend and they were like, I watched your podcast and you was cranking with the song. And I was like, yeah, I do be cranking with my song. Um, That song is a banger. I don't know how I came up with it, but... I love it. All right, we in a bowl. I pulled out. <laughs> I pulled out getting my eyebrows done. Now, y'all know I don't really do too much when it comes to my physical, like how I look on the exterior. But I do like to get my hair done, and I love to get my eyebrows done. Like getting my eyebrows done is the one thing that I just fucking love to do. It's the one thing I do to my face for real, other than my hair, right? And so I'm very particular about my eyebrows. Um, first of all, right now I only go to one person. I don't let just anybody touch my eyebrows. I have a long history of getting my eyebrows done by different people to try to figure out what works for me. And I have finally found a person that works for me. But there was one point in time. First of all, I go to Energy Aesthetics located in Alexandria, Virginia. If you're in Alexandria, Virginia, just go get your eyebrows done by her. I don't do that going to the back of the nail salon shit no more because them niggas in the nail salon don't know what the fuck they doing. Sometimes the shit is on point. Sometimes they take half your eyebrow off. It's a whole bunch of fuck shit with that going to the back of the nail salon shit. Then on top of that, I don't even think them niggas really know what the fuck they doing because they give you an eyebrow shape that don't really fit your face. And like I said, you can go to the same person every week and still get different shit. I don't like that shit. Ain't consistent. It was never consistent for me. And I always dealt with some bad shit going to the nail salons. I got scarred one time really badly. I had a terrible fucking experience. Um, I'll say one thing about me is I love to get my eyebrows done, but I'm very comfortable with my natural shape of my eyebrows because I have like pretty full eyebrows so I'm comfortable with my natural shape of eyebrows to not be rushing to get eyebrows by people I don't know but um I had went like a year or so when I went to college it was like a year of not getting my eyebrows done and I really wanted my eyebrows done so I was like okay let me try so I asked around people told me that they went to this one place to get their eyebrows done I don't know why I listened because this is fucked up but a lot of people's eyebrows be fucked up so I don't know why I just took anybody's advice like especially because I have thicker eyebrows, it's very important that if, as a thick eyebrowed person, if I'm asking people where they get their eyebrows done at, they got to have thick eyebrows too. I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just like, let me just go where everybody else is going. Because like girls with like thinner eyebrows go for different looks. Like you just need, if you get your eyebrows done, you know, okay? At the end of the day, your eyebrows supposed to fit your shape. Like the lady I go to now, Chelsea, she maps out my eyebrows, make sure it fits my shape, shows me the shape before she does them. Like it's a real professional service, the type of shit I like. Okay, anyways, back to the story. So I'm getting my eyebrows done. 
in Bradford for the first time. Everybody recommends this nail shop. I go to the nail shop. Now, I'm actually with um, my girlfriend. We have we just met. This is probably like our third week of hanging out, getting to know each other. So we wasn't girlfriend at, girlfriends at the time. Just getting acquainted. So we at the nail salon, and I asked to get my eyebrows done. You know, I go to the back. I let these people do my eyebrows. Now, you know, when you get your eyebrows done, you can tell when the person that's doing your eyebrows don't know what the fuck they're doing. Or when they're nervous. Like, you can just feel them hovering over top of you, hesitating a lot, double thinking a lot. Like, you just can feel the energy that they don't know what the fuck they're doing. But I tried, you know, I, I was just like, let me just be quiet. Maybe they just, I don't know. I was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. In the midst of doing the last eyebrow, like the second eyebrow, I hear the nigga that's doing my eyebrows say, this my first time. So when I heard his ass say, this his first time, immediately I was like, this your first time. And so I got up and I was just like, let me see my eyebrows. I looked and I saw my eyebrows. That was the worst eyebrow that I had. Like, those are the worst eyebrows I have ever had in my whole entire life. Those eyebrows were absolutely terrible. Like, my eyebrows, you see where the fuck they start now. Them bitches was back here. Like, the nigga cut my eyebrow. Like, that shit was not okay. Okay, so um, I did tell the nigga I'm not paying for these. I always tell you I'm not the one to go back and forth with people when I get a service. But eyebrows will be the one time you catch me in a motherfucking shop acting a fool because no way you just fucked up my face like that. Like, eyebrows really are your face. I see why girls just draw them on and say, fuck getting them done. Because if you know that you can replicate the look of your eyebrows that you want every time, why would you even go and risk it and have somebody fuck your shit up? I can't draw on my eyebrows. So, yes, I had to get them waxed. So, anyways, the nigga fucked my shit up. I was so mad. I was like, I'm not paying for these things. This is so crazy. I remember looking at Ashley at the time and thinking to myself, she just getting the ghetto version of me. How long do it take before y'all show your partner or like somebody you dating your ghetto? Like how long do it take before you let them see who you really are? I honestly, I didn't even give a fuck. It was my eyebrows. So she was going to see that shit. I think I showed the people who I am right off the bat because I ain't got time for nobody to be confused when I, when I start acting like me. So I just always act like me anyways. Anyways, yes, I was, I was telling the people I'm not paying for the eyebrows and I'm walking out of the shop mad living. My eyebrows was fucked. The lady at the nail salon, it was like a small little Asian lady. She goes stand in front of Ashley's car, like blocking the car, talking about we can't leave. I could see in Ashley's face, Ashley was nervous, but I was really ready to put up this fight with this woman because no way you fuck my shit up and no way you let somebody that ain't never did them before do them, but you got people in here that been doing them. Like I was not cool with that whole, like that whole shit really blew me. So the Asian lady is telling me, she going to call the police. I'm like, well, go on ahead and call the police because I'm thinking to myself, once the police show up and they see these eyebrows, I ain't going to have to pay for these motherfuckers. Like, I don't plan on paying for them right now. Like, I'm telling this lady, go on ahead and call the police. Like, I really wasn't fucking with the shit. And then I'm looking and I'm seeing Ashley. And you could just see Ashley like, <laughs> Ashley was so embarrassed. I could just see it in her face like, oh, my God, what did I get myself into? And then I heard Ashley saying, it's okay, I'll just pay for them. So, again, I had a, I didn't really know Ashley like that. So, I realized, like, okay, maybe this isn't the time for me to be doing this, even though I really wanted to do it. I'm like, you know what, no, I'm not going to let you pay for them. I'll pay for them when we can go. If it was just me by myself, I would have stayed and let the police come. But I was feeling so embarrassed, and I was just feeling so bad for Ashley. I was like, all right, I'm going to just pay for the eyebrows. But those were the worst eyebrows of my life. Why did I put that in the bowl? For you guys to know that, one, Constance is very serious about getting her eyebrows done. For two, I will tussle with a motherfucker for fucking up my eyebrows. And for three... I will show my girl my ghetto right away. Like, I will show. And I really don't even be getting ghetto. Like, I don't have too many ghetto moments. But you fuck up my eyebrows, we're going to have to talk. And it was in that moment that I realized, like, damn. I guess I'll be ghetto. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I wonder how Ashley felt in that moment. Ashley, if you're watching this, please let me know how you felt in that moment. But um, I was just, I was not happy with the way my eyebrows looked. Um, I was so scarred from getting my eyebrows done. I had that probably happened in like twenty that probably happened like twenty seventeen. And I didn't get my eyebrows done again until twenty 
21. Like, I was so scarred. I didn't trust anybody. Like, I wasn't playing around. I was like, okay, I need to find a real esthetician to do my shit. And so I found one, and she does a great job. I remember back in the day when I used to go get my eyebrows done, like, at the nail salons, before the, the before this um, event that happened, before getting fucked over, I went to a nail salon. I would always go to the nail salon with Brianna, and we would always watch as they did each other's eyebrows. Like, we've both been very on it about the eyebrows. To the point where I remember the eyebrow tech would say do you want to do them like <laughs> passing the equipment off to me and brianna and we'll be like no you got it we're just making sure because like i said some days you're going your shit is right some days your shit ain't right and then another thing like this is just with any service in general whether it's hair eyebrows whatever i hate when they give me the mirror off fast like do you like it like I need some time before I can tell you if I really like this shit. I'm the kind of person, like, I be needed to go home, take a shower, get a fresh face, put on my outfit to know if I really like some shit. So I can never really let the stylist know, the eyebrow tech know, whoever know right off the bat if I like it. And they be pressuring you. They give you the mirror all quick, then take it away, like, trying to get you out your seat. And that's why I like Chelsea. She really take her time. Like, the one that does my eyebrows now, she take her fucking time. I never even had to correct nothing. She take her time doing them, and she get her... I tip her well and I get out of there happy every single fucking time. Energy aesthetics is in Alexandria, Virginia. Y'all get hip. But yeah, I'm just really serious about my eyebrows. Um, I really do want to know though, like when did y'all first show y'all partner y'all ghetto? Like when did your partner see that? Okay, this bitch be tripping, but not even tripping. Like this bitch will stand up for herself. I don't know. Like for me, I do let a lot of things go though. But sometimes say we go out to eat. If we go out to eat and they get the order wrong. My girlfriend's very like, it's it's okay. I'll be like, hold on. Excuse me, the order is wrong. Or excuse me, you owe us this. I'll be speaking up. My girlfriend be quiet. They be saying opposites attract. Opposites really do attract. Because, I mean, y'all seen the energy between me and my girlfriend when she was here. She's just very laid back. And I'm very like, ha. Ah. But I'm not even really like a raw, raw, raw type of person. It's just like sometimes I do need to speak up. All right. Anyways, so that's that story. Let's get back into the ball. We're going to do one more. And then we're going to end today's show. okay i pulled out who are you um i really want to encourage you guys to take a second to just sit and think about who you are um imagine you had to like introduce yourself to somebody or imagine you had to like explain who you were to somebody that didn't know who you were how the fuck would you describe yourself what the fuck would you say about yourself um take a second to think about that and um I would even encourage you guys to get like a paper and a pen. If you don't have a paper and a pen, open your phone, the notes in your phone and journal it out, write it out. Like make sure you can articulate who you are. And so I'm going to answer the question. I think I'm actually going to use like words to describe who I am. Of course, I'm going to use words, but just like um, just random words off the top of my head. Like when I think of me, if I was to describe who I am to somebody else that didn't know me, I would say that um Constance is an audacious person like there's a lot of audacity within me and so as you come up with these these words to describe who you are as you see and you think about who you are think about why you chose those words think about why you you feel this way about yourself um yeah so I would say that I'm audacious and I would say that I have a lot of audacity I realize that I the, you know the dreams that I have are I have audacity to even have those dreams it's a lot of motherfucking audacity uh there's a lot of fucking audacity in me to have the dreams that I have 
and to not only have those dreams, but to believe that I can achieve them and to not only believe that I can achieve them, but I also have some motherfucking audacity because I get up every day and I do what the fuck I believe that I need to do to get there. I just feel like audacious is a perfect word for me. Another word for me is I, I'm looking up. I'm like, is audacious even a word? I think audacious is a word. Yeah. Willingness to take bold risks. <laughs> rude or disrespectful behavior for audacity anyways um another thing i would say for me is i would say very loving um big heart big heart because it doesn't matter who you are i will always show love to you uh, i'm truly kind and a genuine i'm a true kind and genuine like soul like i was just raised to be very very kind um just very loving very welcoming very open to to just again welcoming people to get close to me, to get to know me, to not even, not even about getting to know me. It's just like having love, operating with love, just being a very loving person. I love everybody. I really do. Um, I show love to everybody and I do it because I believe that everybody deserves to be treated with kindness and love. And that's just how I was raised. I did have some moments where I was fucked up, but I'm glad to see that I, you know, um, that I move with love now in my life. Another thing that I would say about me, audacious, loving. I want to use the word goofy, but not even like, just like comfortable with myself. Maybe that's the right word. I was going to say goofy because goofy is like, I'm one of those people that like, when we go out, I don't care necessarily like how I look. I want to have fun. I want my friends to have fun. I'm just, but goofy wasn't even the word. It's just like very comfortable in myself. Ever since I was a kid, anytime we would go out, I would, it's not even about being the life of the party. It's just having fun. Like I remember me and my friends used to go to the mall when we were younger and we used to just joke around, but the joking around, like I would be the one that was like, let's just fucking have fun. Like, you know how you go to the mall, you go out and you see these kids just being irritating. Like me and my friends were definitely irritating, but we were irritating on account of me. Like I know people were irritated with us, but I was just all about having a good time laughing, being fine. I didn't care what other people thought. Um, I didn't care that like maybe my hair wasn't like the, the flickiest of the flickiest. Like I was just comfortable in my skin, if that makes sense beyond like just my exterior, just, just comfortable with me. I don't know how to explain it. Like, Say what I want to say, do what I want to say, and I'm still that way now. Say what I want to say, do what I want to say. Um, just very comfortable. I don't know how to how to really explain that, but I feel like comfortable is the right word. Just very comfortable with me. Um, that was three words that I came up with. Right, I'm gonna come up with five, so I'm gonna give you two more, and I'm gonna just leave it. And I hope y'all are doing this exercise with yourself. Another thing about me is I am. resilient so we talked about being a product of your environment like I refuse to be a product of my environment and the resilience comes from me taking some time to just self-reflect and remembering all the things that I've gone through and using those past experiences to remind myself that I can overcome things and just remind myself who I am like if this thing ain't break me then nothing else is going to break me you know just um shit Constance is very like steadfast sure of oneself that's the meaning of constance by the way it means steadfast so we went with resilient definitely strong definitely always gonna get my ass back up i might cry about it i don't give a fuck if i cry about it yeah i'm gonna cry i'm gonna let it out i'm gonna vent i'm gonna express myself but at the end of the day bitch i'm gonna get up and do what the fuck i gotta do to get to the next level of my life and i gotta add this to it i'm also emotional and i'm so okay with my emotions i will cry 
and cry and cry. But ain't nothing wrong with that. Okay. And then, like I said, I'm also steadfast. So those were six words about me. I hope y'all took some time to just sit and think about yourself. Um, always make sure that you're, you're, you're acknowledging just the great person that you are. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I think it's so important to be able to, to know who you are. I was watching, um, a know for sure episode, know for sure the podcast would be Simone and Megan. And they were talking about like describing who they are without using occupations or, or talking about achievements. And I think that that is important to do because we are so much more than our achievements. We're so much more than our accomplishments. Like there's that the root of who we are is beyond those things that we have accomplished. Know who you are, be comfortable with who you are and acknowledge, you know, who you are. I think when you're able to identify all these amazing key parts about yourself, you're able to love yourself a little bit more or even a lot more. So definitely get in tune with who you are, know who you are. And I hope y'all are, y'all did that exercise and came up with some words to describe yourself, um, as well as, um, knowing why you chose those fucking words. So I think that's really all that I have to say today. Um, yeah, you guys, I love you guys. I appreciate I appreciate you guys. I'm going to continue to read this book. I hope y'all get this book. I feel like I got to give me a book with a happy ending next time. I don't know if this book got a happy ending or not, but every page I turn is more and more negative shit happening, like bad shit happening. Like you would think it couldn't get any worse. And then you turn the page and T-Styles got you looking like, damn, bitch, how the fuck her life get this like worse? It's so It's so fucking sad. It's so fucking sad, but so fucking good. So y'all read this book. I'm going to keep reading the book. I'm going to keep coming to y'all about it. I'm going to be on live tonight. Um, we're going to kiki. We're going to TT. I don't know how long I'm going to be on there, but I'm going to be on there until I get tired of being on there. That's what I told myself I would do at this point now. And, um, yeah, you guys, if you need advice, call me 240-587-3186. Everything I need you to do is in the description box below. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And please, please, please leave me a review and a rating after today's show. All right. Have a great rest of your Sunday. And I will see you guys in tomorrow's episode.